da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, we've gotten emails about it. We've gotten tweets about it. The DMs are popping. And uh, so I made the decision for the podcast, for the listener, actually. We're just going to dedicate an hour this week to review, reflect, and discuss Vin Diesel's debut single. <laughs> this is how I do, or we do, or something. Yep. You guys you guys in favor of that? You all good? I mean, The Rock had a political endorsement, and Vin had a new song out, so... Mm-hmm. Well, interesting week for their yeah uh, rivalry. Yeah, Your question move, is. Luda. Yeah, question <laughs> is when is when is Dwayne Rock the Dwayne Johnson going to release his first single? He remember he did that musical um, years ago. It was like from the guy that did Donnie Darko. Remember that? It like was rumored forever, and then finally came out. What was that movie called? Um, everyone's yelling at their phone right now. You host a movie. Podcast. Everybody knows this movie that you're about to say. You're <laughs> All right. right. It's Richard There's Kelly. Like, producer Steven's the only one yelling Southland, at his phone right now. Southland Tales. Southland. Uh, of yeah. course, Southland Tales. I mean, come uh, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Obviously. He, sang, he sang in that, so, I mean, he can sing. Mm. Oh, I'm not doubting that. I'm just wondering when, yeah, when so he's going to drop the, uh, the mixtape. The the diss track, you know, they need to get on diss track uh, mm, beef going. We're talking then <laughs> to hype up the next fast uh, Hobbs and Shaw uh, crossover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I would be so in for that. So yeah, no, I mean we'll do five second review. Richard, mm, what up? Give me a, a musical aficionado's Ooh, perspective yeah. of Vin Diesel. I did and write the review debut. for this for Pitchfork, if you want to Google yeah, that. Yeah, I so, know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was me and, um, oh, man, I just worked out my brain. Perfect 10, working. best new music. <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy that does the that pop and Fiona jazz? This Apple record. That's it. <laughs> what? does the pop and jazz review? Oh, gosh, my brain. Sorry, guys. I just, I, I you're, won't You're ever... thinking of very ex- obscure things. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're acting really like you're just on the top. Down. Who's that? A, who's that jazz oh, yeah. review guy? No, it's not. He, it's like a guy in R- Robert Christigal. Christigal. Oh, of course, Robert. Who Robert does Christigal. he does the j- Paz and Jot poll, which is like the like the ultimate like Village Voice hipster music reviews every year. So he and I co-wrote yeah. the review of the. See, I can think of the references, <laughs> but I, I I can't quite exactly pinpoint them. So I'll catch some oxygen. Here we go, and and uh, we'll get better. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's Vin Diesel and he's singing. So nine out of 10. What about yeah. you, Bright Guy? It's um, be- certainly better than uh, Nickelback's Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, goodness. But I mean. Did I'm you out. listen to all nine minutes, though? Or what did you duck out? <laughs> 8.50. I couldn't do the last oh, 10 okay. seconds. Well, the last like 10 seconds movies. is when it really yeah, comes home. <laughs> so you, you missed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, no, but the, uh, shoot, what's the, uh, the, uh, the Spotify algorithm now, mine is ruined forever oh, because yeah. Brian sent that link uh-huh. and I wasn't yeah. thinking and I just like, oh, I got to hear this, fire this up. And now I'm yes. like, every day I look at my daily mix. I'm like, no, no. I made one mistake. Yeah, I was very careful to look that up on YouTube that I don't care about and have no algorithm for not on Spotify. So. Yeah. You know how hard it's been for me to... <laughs> 
try to get to the the Spotify algorithm to purge all Ryan Adams from all my algorithms. (laughs) Like, I don't have him in my library. I've deleted it all, but it's still in, like, suggested similar artists Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And so in playlists, I had to literally go in there and, like, disable certain artists. It's (laughs) like, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my Louis C.K. playlist is... (laughs) Yeah, it's all, it's weird to play it when you've muted all the tracks. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, all right, welcome in. Faint clapping sound now. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all that to to wrap up to say, you know, if, if, if you heard Vin Diesel was going to come out with a single, yeah, so uh-huh. that, what would you have expected it to sound like? I thought it would yeah. be like Barry White with him, like really deep voice, like oh, oh girl, like R and B, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. a little a little backbeat. And it's like we're gonna come around and we're gonna gonna drink some wine. You know, like really sexy, like dark. Corona, Corona. <laughs> and then it's like he's then he sips the Corona, mm. and then he just goes twenty twenty. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Family. I just can't believe he didn't save this for the album. Right. Has any? Here's a question. And if this hasn't happened, we need to make it happen, and we'll go fund me it. We need to cut the trailer, not the trailer, the last scene of Fast Seven with Paul Walker <laughs> driving into the distance. <laughs> instead of <laughs> see you, again. see you again. It's this song from Vin Diesel. Yo, feel like we do now. Paul nods, drives away. Mm. All right. Well, welcome in. Um, We've got another Netflix movie on on the docket, and we're going to get into that two in a row, two weeks in a row. We had Devil all the time last week. Mm. This week, Enola Holmes, another it's Netflix, Netflix in season, yeah, rich, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank, thankfully, man. Like normally, what are we seeing this type of year? We're seeing uh, some B. We would be doing an Annabellum review right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or something like that. Uh, uh, you know, kind of obscure horror movies tend to come out in in September. Some some blockbusters that no one is n- sure will work. Maybe a rom com or two. But yeah, September is usually slim pickings anyway. So I appreciate Netflix for throwing two f- right down our pipeline into these two yeah. weeks for us to yeah. to bridge the gap. Yeah, for sure. Maybe next week we jump on over to the old Apple Plus and check out the uh, no, I'm Sophia not, Coppola not familiar, movie. Uh, See about oh yeah, that. can yeah. you what what <laughs> Apple Plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll link you. Don't worry. Okay. I'm usually way ahead of you on the on the technology trends. <laughs> everyone knows. I kid. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think what did they get? They got the new Tom Holland yeah. movie, yeah, didn't the they? Russos. And the Russos, yeah. Yeah, so Apple nice. is ponying up some cash. I, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, and we could start this this conversation. By the way, R.I.P. Quibby, Richard, you weren't here whenever we put on our bid. Brian and I, on behalf of the show, put in our mm. put in our bid for nine bucks. I hope that's okay. Yeah, I'm in collectively. Yeah, we, that. Just FYI, they've got two million, two hundred million in cash still. <laughs> um, did we get outbid by? Chicken Soup or um, the Dak Shepard podcast? We got we got outbid by Airwalk. 
the um, oh, yeah. the yeah. sneaker shoe company mm-hmm. from the 90s. Yeah. They're, they're it's tough on us. Priming but... for a streaming service comeback. Yeah, yeah. You uh, got to give it to those guys, though. I mean, they saved their money. I mean, great corporate governance. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they haven't had any revenue since 2001, and yet they're still cash heavy. Mm-hmm. It was really um, smart, too, <laughs> that they... That they bought uh, Murphy USA yeah. from Walmart right at the same time as they bought Quibi because now they mm-hmm. have a place to show the quibs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can just quib their brains out uh-huh. all right the time. On those, right on those gas pumps, yeah, without shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, usually, I, I, you know, I speak you for myself. Three of and- the Kevin Hart show. No, no, <laughs> man, I haven't filled up this week, but I, I will. Don't. I'm, I'm, it's I'm hosted. It's uh, it's hosted by Mario Lopez. No now though because we had it is a Mur- it is a murphy usa <laughs> gas pump tv so we had to work mario lopez into the kevin right. hart show yeah. for season three mm-hmm. most people like to i don't know i speak for myself on this not most people i like to just quib all by myself you know just <laughs> see me, i'm a social I quibber close, I mean, I social I mean, yeah yeah i know you are and it's i don't I like know how i feel about that brian how do you quib I, I, at the gas station, dude. I told you, oh, yeah. it's like you know, I have a I have an old truck. takes a while to fill up. It takes it takes three minutes. That's like three, maybe maybe sometimes five quibs. If I'm really <laughs> lucky, you got four episodes in and one while well, you're filling up one tank of a uh-huh, the yeah. small <laughs> to mid size. Uh huh. Right. It's one of the best Good. parts of of having a yeah <laughs> a non economical. So, so all jokes aside, I have an Apple. I have an Apple TV, and I cast my phone. In defiance of their corporate mm-hmm. governors, onto my Apple TV and and, and quib from my TV, man. Because I just live on what the internet. Have people right over there. have quib parties. Mm-hmm. We mask, you know. We're socially right. distanced. We're outside, mm-hmm. but it's a big. I have thirty, forty people over, and we just quib <laughs> for hours. Have you done and it? You know where... that. I mean, that's hundreds of episodes. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I just want to stop this and quib down right now if you guys don't mind i'll y'all take over the rest of the episode Do they call them gonna... quibs they should if they don't maybe that was part of the problem we, we need to be in their market call it a show. everyone everyone would want to quib yeah if if we you know no I, I, you know I'll all jokes aside quib, 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 if no you were what. what kind of of media platform what is something like quibby attractive to I, I think maybe like news video or something i don't know like short form yeah, documentaries or something Don't like i think that? the There's technology a thing on Roku called like newsy that is that i think okay another, a, another better name than quibi they can merge well i those. think the the i don't know the interface maybe the content probably is what's going to change if it gets purchased i don't think it's going to continue well, punked with said, chance the rapper if it gets purchased you know i think it's gonna they're gonna rebrand yeah. it and just use no the technology one knows the kids though like Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg. I think mm-hmm. we can all... So you got to mm-hmm. keep the leadership. Right. Because they're, they're so hip to the trends. I mean, Meg Whitman, what does her TikTok have? Like 8 billion viewers? I mean, <laughs> that Meg Whitman TikTok, it's all I watch. You know, she's viral. She's hip. She knows all the slang. She's, you know... Um, so... And yeah, Katzenberg's and Katzenberg, YouTube Kat- channel. Katzenberg's got a big slime channel on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> So you got to keep them. Again, I just wish there was some way to see this coming, and you mm-hmm. can't blame them for that because yeah. it seems so <laughs> like such a successful, great idea the whole time, with no hiccups, and yet somehow <laughs> it still failed, and there was just no way that you could see it coming. 
Unless you hosted this podcast. Yeah, unless you listened to us four years ago <laughs> or, or whatever. When Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm trying to toot our own horn, but I would if I could. Um, Ao Yahtzee. And, <laughs> but, I mean, it is one of those things. Like, I, I don't see any scenario in this climate for this working. Maybe in a different context of different kinds of content. Because I don't think people care about how long things are. No one ever thinks, gosh, this is an hour. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch this right now. If they're, they want to watch it, they'll watch it and they'll pause it or they'll continue it or whatever they want to do. I, it's never once come across my mind to do that. Maybe when I'm scrolling Twitter, if it's like a video, I don't even click on those and I know they're short, you know? So I, yeah, no, it's very, it's very weird. One of the worst business model and ideas of, of all time. Here, here's I mean, a really, question, it's... though. Can Movie Pass swoop in and buy Quibi? <laughs> yeah, it's gaudy, but it's cut up into forty-seven pieces. So okay, okay, uh -huh. yeah. okay. Yeah, it's Fred Durst hosting Punked. Yeah, uh, right. It's okay, perfect. but you, to be fair, on and I've been saying this, and, and you, if you go on my social media, you can you can see it everywhere. And I've been a big proponent of this, but yeah, gaudy was not good. But you haven't seen the Connolly cut, <laughs> Kevin Connolly from Entourage. You haven't. Do you see his mm -hmm. full auteur yeah. director's cut? Mm -hmm. Can you judge Gotti? And I've been saying that. Right. I mean, and if Quibi could buy that, like HBO Max did with the Snyder cut, now right. we're talking. Now we got a stew going. Yeah. And then they just he just needs like seventy million more though to make his, his yeah. full masterpiece. And it needs. Um, I mean, look, it needs to be. Four, you're not going to tell the story of John Gotti in two hours. I mean, that needs right. to be at least four and a half hours in fifteen minute segments, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. And every every quid begins with the entourage. <laughs> begins and ends with the entourage. Thing. Okay. So, yeah. I'm kind of in. <laughs> I'm just, Three just, minute quids. Oh yeah. And a minute and twenty is oh yeah. Oh the yeah. Point. I mean, yeah, 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 and it's yeah, not yeah. it's not footage of John Gotti. It's just those four idiots in that convertible on the Sunset Strip, yeah. and then it just goes into Gotti. <laughs> Victory! If they promised that, I would have signed up already. Yeah, they could promise me that I would have been a buyer long before today. All right, you well, know, would be a good Quibi would just be the House of Cards opening theme song. Mm -hmm. 15 like minutes at a time. Yeah. Song. Yeah. I'm in. yeah. Sure. Those are about 15 minutes, right? So. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, the maybe like the de definition of, of bad money after good. Like if you, this whole concept is so, such a bad idea in my opinion, but there's like worlds where this works out if you, if you do Bro. it correctly if you just did i'm serious if you spent the same amount of money what was it a billion billion and a half yeah something like something on like just the tgif and a yes. few other shows from the 90s and say this is a streaming service uh -huh. and it's just like family matter we have the whole family matters catalog the whole step by step we got all home improvement we've got blah blah <laughs> tunes, you, yeah yep. you would have made more money than this I'm yep. not saying that's a good idea either but you would have had a higher return on investment than all of the, all of you know court with Chrissy Teigen or whatever. Well, More people the, would have been like, oh, sweet. I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen Family Matters all the way through. I'll hammer that out. That's the thing. And I know, we, I know we've all said this multiple times at this point, because this is like a, a, a running joke at this point. But the, the problem, the biggest problem with all of this was we got to spend, we got a billion dollars. We need to spend 900 million of it on the content. Right. Like, no, you, 
the reason Snapchat worked, and that was their yeah. whole model, right? It was like, well, Snapchat has however many subscribers. It's like, but okay, but it's free. Like yeah. it's free content. The stuff that is that that most of the Snapchat channels are pumping out is is yeah. some dude talking to the to his his phone. An I mean, X percentage is, of the Snapchat and YouTube audience. Mm-hmm. Do not own a credit card to then sign right. up with a Quibi. <laughs> so that that's your first problem, right? What you're going after, uh, they have to go to their mom and be like, "Hey, mom, yeah. uh, there's this thing called Quibi. It's nine dollars a month, or whatever the heck." Mm-hmm. It's like that's why those things work with the quote unquote youth culture that you don't understand. You're trying to market to them, mm-hmm. but they can't purchase. They can only watch ads. So, I mean, that's a five minute meeting. I feel like I, this is you know our basketball yeah. thing we always talk about. Yes. We just yeah. go and you give us the whole idea. We're like cool they don't have credit cards so you're gonna need to figure out another revenue stream there oh uh (laughs) it's a very simple problem well honestly but other than that do you think they'll like it here's where i come down on it and this is what i said at the outset i think was it's just an offensive idea because what they're telling telling us is that millennials aren't smart enough and don't have the attention span (laughs) Yeah. To watch normal stuff. Like this is the only way we like content is if it's ten <laughs> minutes at a time. Yeah. Like we can't have it. The- like this is this is it. Like once they have this, once they have the service where it's only ten minutes, they're gonna flock to this like you wouldn't believe. And I don't even yeah. I, what research backed that up because YouTube is big, like, TikTok is big, those we, are six yeah, second videos. Every- You're right, Brian, you nailed it. It's I, I downloaded TikTok on the suggestion of my sister because I <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, this this might sound bad, and I hope it, it's not. I I laugh so hard at dog shaming videos. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like dogs who ripped up their parents' sofa or mm-hmm. whatever, and it's just yeah. like getting yelled. I just find that so funny. Just like uh, anyway. So my sister sent me one and on, erotic. On I had to download the app to watch it, so I downloaded it. Yeah. I had more fun in eight seconds watching <laughs> dumb. Yeah people's like America's Funniest Home Videos than I did uh-huh. watching yeah. the most dangerous game starring Christoph Waltz on, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like where, no. for sure. I don't for know. Sure. It's TikTok That's the disconnect like, is that, is that the 65 yeah. year old that's or, or older. I think he might be in the seventies. <laughs> Who knows? Katzenberg, you know, would bet literally probably bet half of his fortune on, on this concept and idea, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, and that's, but, bad. you know, but I, I mean, I said that when they launched the whole thing, I was like, I, there's no need for this app. I have TikTok. If I'm, <laughs> if I have yeah. three minutes of like just downtime or like, I just need to chill for, I need something to laugh at. Cool. Or I'm pooping or what? I mean, Instagram, the, the, yeah, the places cool. where you're, where Got you it. would, you would want Quibi. It's like, I already have an app that does <laughs> that for free. Okay. But to be fair, COVID ruined their whole business model. So. <laughs> That's right. But have you ever quibbed while you pooped, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> just, That's a different sensation. Yeah, I just there's there's very few. I mean, for the most part, I'm like, yeah, industry. Like, I would love for for new industries to be good and new technology. I don't ever want somebody to lose their job. Blah, blah, blah. I but I'm with you. Can't like, I'm glad this failed because it was an offensive idea to me yeah. from the get go. It failed oh, so quickly too. So it failed like in yeah. four months. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't even finish the initial marketing launch of just to launch the thing. Oh. The good of, thing is, like you're saying, you, you don't want. Uh, you know, people lose their jobs and stuff, and people will. The corporate that's that's always upsetting, no matter if mm-hmm. it's Meg Whitman or you know the uh, mm-hmm. some software developer. 
Yeah. Or but a lot of marketing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's an original idea. I've never heard that. That is hysterical. <laughs> um, no, but a lot of creative people made a lot of money on this. So that's good, I guess. You know what I mean? Like that 1.5 yeah, billion yeah, went they, to a lot of writers and directors. They overpaid a lot of, a lot yeah. of people. And I, I forgot what it was. Maybe there's so an article. Good, I guess. There's an article written about this. And by the way, the only silver lining for this whole thing is the content that's come around around Quibi and the chaos around Quibi has been has been hilarious. And mm-hmm. the Quibi documentary did. that's going to be made about Quibi someday is yeah. going to make way more money than Quibi ever did. Sure. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. But somebody said that Quibi was just buying up all these, not the projects that like were in development or had somebody already attached, but like the ones that were just in some, you know, director's drawer, like they would call Mm -hmm. up Judd and be like, Hey Judd, what do you got? Oh, well, I've got a lot of this stuff that's already committed to studios because it's good, but I have this Mm -hmm. one thing that no one will ever make. How about that? And they're like, sounds great. And they just throw his name on it and- Sure. And, and and the quality of the content reflects that too, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that was one of the, one of the industry insiders said. I think it was a Wall Street Journal piece, but yeah, man, it's it's just so watered down from from the ground up. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's great because uh, if you I've said this before, there's that book uh, about Uber that came out last year, and it's like the um, accidental billionaires or hacking Twitter, but of Uber. And Meg Whitman was so quick to be in the next, so close rather to being the next CEO of Uber within moments, um, which is a big climax towards the end of the book. And it, within eighteen months, she's this CEO of Quibi. <laughs> it's just like wow, life comes at you fast. That's right. You're from one job to another. Within twenty months, she was an. She was like a presidential candidate in 2012, I believe, on the Republican side. Then a gubernatorial candidate. <laughs> In uh, in California, then almost, you know, she had been at uh, a bunch of big. She had been at like Compaq or something, a bunch of big software companies or hardware companies. Then almost CEO of of Uber to the CEO of Quibi, all within like eight years. And it's like, whoa, that that is. Now it's a fall from grace that involves her being like worth three point eight billion dollars. So we'd all mm-hmm. take that fall from grace, but that's sure. that's a rough beat. Sure. I'd be happy to be the CEO of Quibi for the next yeah. six months for yeah. a certain amount of money. Just, just let me know. Yeah, we're bringing back our segment before we dive into an old homes. We're bringing back our segment from last week, which is called "Laugh at Us in the Future," and this is where <laughs> we throw out opinions. To where, if you're listening to this in 2039, just getting down on some Anola Holmes stock, some Quib, then. You can laugh at us because of how wrong we were. So here was what we're going to do. Knowing what we know now in uh, late 2020, we're going to rank the streaming services in terms of bet the farm. Yahoo's great. Or that how about that Enron one from O2 that they tried to launch? (laughs) I'm going to go with Enron screening that they did. (laughs) I'm holding out. I think. Uh, yeah, who's screaming? They were the first ones. You got to give them that. They were ahead of even Netflix to streaming. Uh-huh. So I got to go en- Enron Plus. <laughs> I don't read the news. I'm going to go the the ones that should be eligible. I, I think would be HBO Max, mm-hmm. Netflix, mm-hmm. App, Apple TV, mm-hmm. Amazon. Yeah, that's it. What about Brulu and Kent? Maybe Peacock, <laughs> Hulu, Peacock, Disney Plus. Disney uh, Plus, that's a good one too. Disney Plus, the Soul Plus. So, where Plus. would you rank all of those if we're going? If we're going, 
where they are now or over yeah. the next five years. If you years. gotta buy if you if you have to invest half your fortune in, in mm-hmm. them and you're gonna okay. rank them. So Seven dollars. Okay, let's assume they're all at the same market cap or whatever, right? right? So cause some like you know, same some have different amount of shares available, blah blah blah. So I don't understand, but okay. So let's say they're all worth a hundred billion dollars right now, the exact same. Which right. one do you they're bet all you even. can yeah. If one that you bet will will have the will be worth the most in in twenty years. I mean, not worth mm-hmm. the most because we know Disney will. You know what I mean? Like sure, sure, sure. In terms of what we expect reputation wise and all that. But go ahead, go ahead, Richard. I think I man, um, you know the HP, HBO does a good job with like kind of that luxury branding. What Apple TV is going for, HBO has the catalog to back that up. Um, Netflix has been by far away the leader, but I, they just push so much content, which is both good and bad. And then Disney Plus has the Disney apparatus around it. Those would be my top three. Uh, if I had to go over the next five years, I would probably go... I might go HBO, Netflix, Disney. I don't know if Disney... Yeah. But I mean, Disney's going to have all the stuff like the second hand of the movies and stuff, which will be huge. I just mean in terms of like original content and things like that, I would go that. But Because HBO's HBO, they have big stuff just when you think they won't. Um, Netflix... What's their biggest show right now? Is it Stranger Things still and then Ozark? It's not stuff. They don't have anything like within the last season that's been huge. At least not with adults. I know they have big kids movies and stuff. So mm. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I would take Netflix because of the brand awareness um, that we still... I think I've said this before on the show, but but when you're going to search for something on the internet, you say you're going to Google it whether you actually intend to use Google or, or whatever else. I'm sorry. I, I don't think. know that. I bang. I don't know that term. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. I forgot you're a Microsoft guy. Um, <laughs> I search bang to find Quibi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand you Netflix something. I only quib something. No, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But I just think Netflix is so, has had that hold on the first thing you think of when you, when you think of streaming for so long. And they've to me they've already shown the ability to multiple times now to to uh, you know kind of on the fly remake themselves and figure out how to what directions to go in and and that kind of thing. So I think I think they they would be uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if HBO Max folded in, in like eight eight to ten months and was like now we're Cinemax. 3000, you know, or something weird like that. And do, no, I mean, then. I guess that's semantics, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like they could, they could, uh, <laughs> they, telling them what that kind of original content would be. Cinemax 3000. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the streaming service for Kent Garrison. Uh, oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess yeah. Netflix, but you know, it's, you know, it's hard to bet against Disney, but, but you know, the, the Disney plus thing could, could change pretty easily. They could decide, there's better ways. Disney's real quick to pull the plug on something if they feel like, um, you know, we can shift this to, to a different a different setup or whatever. So, know. you know, I yeah, I think that's, that's all good points. You know, the the only thing Netflix is relying on right now is original series like Stranger Things and Ozark. You mm-hmm. have to hope that they maintain that over time. I can see them over time leaning more into reality TV and just Tiger King esque type series and that's what they're known for. And that's what you go to Netflix for is just for ridiculous over the top, um, original content and less 
Alfonso Cuaron movies <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. currently kind of doing, mm-hmm. and maybe more filmmakers go towards an Apple or a an HBO. But maybe the outlier here might be Amazon because of the money, but also yeah. because of the strategy that they go for. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do have some original series that they make in house. I understand that, but for the movie side of things, they they do a lot of their shopping at Sundance and stuff. Like they go mm-hmm. find movies that they know are good. And then put their name on Palm Springs, you know, the big city. Well, those sure. I love ones. that they have the, for just from a business standpoint, they also have the, hey, we don't have this movie on streaming, but you can rent it right now for $1.99. Like that yeah, extra. Yeah, that's already built in. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. they kind of fill in the gaps of all the other ones. Like they have their own content that you go do. And I don't think that's been as, I don't think a lot of people know you can go there. Um, they've done a better job, but it's still kind of on the uptick with Prime, but that is awesome that they can kind of pick up all the scraps at a, sure. after that too. Sure. Yeah, I, I see either one of them, Amazon or Netflix. Yeah. Because we know we know that in the midst of all the streaming wars that are taking place right now, three, four, five years, what, however long, a lot of these are going to drop by the wayside. There's a ton of these these platforms or streaming services that are going to figure out this actually isn't a viable model for us because it's so. There's just there's so many on the market that not everybody can can stay subscribed to all this stuff, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if you saw a Netflix or an Amazon three years from now then be able to get back into licensing movie rights and TV rights and stuff like that from you know whatever. Well, Peacock went under; they're closing it. So hey, we'd love to have the Office back, you know, and we'd like to get all these movies and that kind of thing. And then yeah. then they sort of so to me that's the thing with with. With those two in particular, is you, I mean, Disney has the built-in thing because it's just a machine mm-hmm. that pumps out totally. content all the time. But. I just think they're so geared for theatrical, though, with Disney, because they have yeah, such a big true. Very true. blockbuster. Um, they've got to figure out the TV thing. The thing is, is like we're still in that weird period where like most Netflix context, content sucked for the first couple of years. Like, and that's sure. where I think, because you have to get the right like producers and executives give notes and you know like kind of figure out your your release plan and all that stuff that netflix has like a six-year head up on so like Mm -hmm. you know the show i mean that's the the only bet on apple tv is that if they stay with it and we said at the beginning it's like their worst shows are going to be their first round of shows because that's just you know you're you're hiring people that have never worked together before there's no processes in place i mean it's it's as much as it's art it's still, you know, product management. It's still putting something out there, both on a software side, but also on a content side. And you need a couple years to kind of figure out how that works. And I think Apple TV will get better if they're given a chance. And they may not deserve to, but um, these things will get better. I think, you know, HBO, that's why I think they'll, they already have that, a lot of the infrastructure in place, especially in terms of television or, you know, long form, I guess is that we call it now. And they have HBO movies and things too. So yeah, it'll be interesting on that, on that front, how that, how that goes. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to follow is a streaming app. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they're all Love apps. It. There you go. Right. Bingo. I'm just going to take the rest of the app off. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick time out here and tell you about a, an offer we've got for you. And then we're going to talk about this Netflix Ridge, Anola Homes. But maybe sometimes you come home and you can't watch Netflix or you work too much. You know, and you can't spend enough time with your loved ones and it wears on you. It wears on you mentally and you can't get away. You can't listen to our podcast when you want to, you know, 
everybody has that problem. I know I have that problem in terms of maybe reading when I need to clear my head, something like that. Well, there's another option out there. It's called BetterHelp. And these people are here for you. Um, they understand what inter interferes with your happiness. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with a licensed professional therapist. Yes, online. You connect safe and private. It's so convenient. You can start communicating with somebody in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. These are people uh, to talk to. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you're going through a hard time with one of your kids. Maybe your wife. Maybe you've got um, a new adventure you're looking forward to in the future, but you can't handle the anxiety of something like that. These people are professional and, you know, they're, it's all discreet. It's online. You, you don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to meet face to face. And these people are just as professional and courteous as those people are. So if you're dealing with anything from relationships, grief, maybe self-esteem, maybe some trauma in your life that's happened, check out BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash mad, BetterHelp.com slash mad, and hook up with our free offer. You get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash mad. If you want to start living a better and healthier life today, join over 1 million people. Take charge of your mental health at BetterHelp.com slash mad. All right, Enola Holmes talk, guys. I don't know where to begin with this one because I thought I'd seen all the Sherlock Holmes content that was out there. But um, sure enough, there's another way to reboot this. And I didn't know this Enola Holmes stuff existed, this mm, book. I didn't know how old it was. I guess it's a sort of a rebook. I mean, reboot for rebook. Get it? <laughs> reboot <laughs> book for young adults, maybe. I saw that was based on something like that. Is that correct? My, it is correct. Yeah, I didn't know that. It is correct. The Enola yeah. Holmes Mysteries by uh, Nancy Springer. There you go. So I had never heard of this. I thought this was just uh, yeah Netflix saying, "Oh, we've got uh, Millie Bobby Brown around on set. Let's see what we got." And and they had a Sherlock Holmes thing. But yeah, I mean, this is cool. I didn't. I didn't ever have never heard of Enola Holmes before. But it made me go a little deep dive into the to the background of it and it seemed really interesting and I was kind of intrigued by this movie uh, just to start out. Brian, what, what were your thoughts going into this? Yeah, I love Sherlock Holmes. I think I've honestly, I think I've enjoyed every iteration of Holmes um, on some level or another. What about uh, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Mycroft books? I haven't read those. Have I know. You? I, no, I want to actually. I was okay. just like it. They're so random that I made the joke, but I've heard they're quite good and I yeah, love Mycroft he's... as a character. So I mean, sure. Boy. Sure. And, and Kareem is such an, such an interesting post. I was, th <laughs> I this is this total tangent, but my wife who knows and cares not at all about sports whatsoever. And I, for some reason we were watching this movie last night or right before it. I'm, I think she was asking the same thing. Can't like, is this, you know, how, who, yeah. who is his brother and what is this, is the sister in the books and all this sort of stuff. And I mentioned Kareem and I kind of thought it would be one of those that, I mean, as happens constantly in my house where I mention a, the name of a, a, uh, you know, an athlete. And she's just like, Nope, no clue. And have never heard of that person before. She was like, she parked up was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like the basketball player. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. This post post career that he has had mm -hmm. over the last uh, 30 years. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm in for pretty much anything Sherlock related. Um, I like Millie Bobby Brown quite a bit. I think she's very, very talented. She's, she's great on Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Um, you never know with a kid actor 
if that's going to translate as they get older and if even if they are just good at the um the one role that they become famous for you know that happens quite quite frequently um i i tend to think that she's she's somebody who can be a uh a, a, quite a quite a big star moving forward i think she's got a lot a lot to offer as a as an actress and she's very good and i like the tone of this i just i don't know it's a great trailer i thought it it, it it's slight and it's it falls more in line with the the RDJ uh, uh, Guy Ritchie Holmes movies more so than like the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, series or whatever. But I kind of like that tone. I think it works really well for this uh, this world that uh, that these characters live in. And so like, I had almost no background on this whatsoever beyond like two weeks ago realizing, oh, okay, this is a series of books that. Uh, that's come out over the last 15 years and I, I dig Sherlock. I like Millie. So I'm, I'm, I'm in for this. And, uh, I honestly, I think I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. Richard, yeah. did you? Yeah, I did as well. I didn't know this was happening, uh, until like two weeks ago. Um, I'm just out of the trailer world and stuff, not going to see movies. Um, but, uh, so didn't really know. I'm not a stranger things person. So I always think, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is that daughter of Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown. Um, and this is like the first time I've ever seen her because I don't watch Stranger Things. Um, and so, uh, she, so a big fan now after this. She's, she's quite charismatic and, and was very good in this. Uh, I also love Sherlock Holmes. I, I, uh, I, last year I read the, uh, or early this year, or I think a little both. I think I kind of bridged the winter. I read all of the stories and novels. Um and did them via Audible with the Stephen Fry narration and he does it introductions to all of the novels and uh, short story collections which is great I highly recommend that if you're an Audible person they're super fun um if you kind of kind of the bridge that gap I'd read some of the stories a couple of the books but I, I kind of wanted to have the I thought that was a cool way to com- be a completionist on it uh so I love Sherlock Holmes as a character probably my favorite character ever. And love Mycroft, and I like you know I like this character now. I, I don't remember Enola from the original canon, but the great thing about public domain is these things can sort of be uh, added on when and, and when they're when that's done well, it's great. When it's not, you know, <laughs> can be uh, the you know uh, the son of Indiana Jones or something. Uh, so this is this is, which didn't happen, of course. Uh, Indiana Jones four, hypothetically. Um, so this. This is is uh, a really fun little movie. This is the kind of stuff that Netflix is great for because it requires no big screen experience, and it's real. As with these things, I was not someone. I I will say this: I was not one, someone who was particularly into Sherlock Holmes as a young person because they they seemed sort of stodgy and all the things that I didn't care about. Even though I was always kind of I like I was kind of an Anglophile. I liked English culture. I always liked that stuff. But Sherlock Holmes didn't speak to me. Then I found some adaptations later in life and then obviously when the show hit the sherlock show hit i love that show and that really like okay i'm a sherlock holmes person now i'll go and and kind of explore this world and uh i hope this does this for another generation because that's a great iconoclast character and the best thing um and world and Noah's a great character as well i would not mind more of these whatsoever and she is you know millie bobby brown is the biggest star right with that generation it's like her and billy eilish probably um, which is great, and so let's go ahead and sign her up for three or four more of these, and uh, and make it happen. But um, yeah, so it's a great introduction to that. That where I feel like some people find mystery really young, 
and I'm, you know, with Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew and stuff, and, and mm-hmm. I never, that was not my bag. In my 20s and now my 30s, I, re- I read so many mystery books and thrillers and things like that and, and love, you know, Agatha Christie things. And so it's just cool. Like, that's a cool thing about life. Mystery fiction is fabulous in all of its different mediums. And it's the earlier you can introduce that to someone in a tangible way, that's great. Yeah, I agree. I remember as a young folk, I think I got a Sherlock Holmes adaptation at I think like the local, I don't know, Barnes and Noble, they used to do these like young adult classic novel adaptations for mm-hmm. kids, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they were like abridged and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. were like yeah. it was like, like basically you could read Shakespeare, but they would dumb it down mm-hmm. for somebody who's, you know, age ten or whatever it is. To where you're not sure. over in over your head. And I remember reading the Sherlock Holmes one and just loving it and reading it like three times. And I remember reading the H. G. Wells, like the Time Machine and all those um books as well and just being fascinated by Sherlock Holmes and wanting to dig more into it but I couldn't find any more adaptations and it was only like mm-hmm. they only did three of the stories I think something and that and so yeah man I, I've I've always been into it as well I really liked the the Robert Downey the first one I don't think I even saw the second one the Game of Shadows I don't think I saw mm. that one I loved the Cumberbatch series though I mean we we done an episode yeah. on and talking about it Go back, search on our it website. Those guys it. have like a Vin Diesel, Paul, uh, Vin Diesel, The Rock thing because we could use more of those every few years. But apparently, they don't like each other either, which sucks. Mar- Martin Freeman and Freeman and and Cumberbatch, yeah, really? Apparently, yeah, they're not. They don't get along apparently, which is why we have not gotten more of those. Hmm. Man, they could do. And I like both of them. Yeah, they they should do like, like one a year. Honestly, yeah, you know, yeah. that would yeah, be awesome for sure, for sure. Like just an hour special a year would be amazing. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite interpretation of that, just because it's kind of a Christopher Nolan <laughs> interpretation of, of Shakespeare. I mean, not Shakespeare, of Sherlock Holmes. And that's cool to see it in modern times and what if it existed. But the only Sherlock Holmes content that I consume, there's two. There's the um, the dog Sherlock Holmes. What was his name? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? What was his name? Wishbone? Isn't Wishbone? Wishbone was had like did Wishbone? Yeah, did Wishbone do Sherlock Holmes? That's what I'm I only watched Wishbone. Elementary with Lisa. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna Lou. say. I only watch Lucy Liu <laughs> content first of all, but that means Elementary is the only thing I'm I allowed like to Lucy legally Lou. watch. I miss kind of like borderline movie star Lucy Liu. She's cool. Yeah, she was good. You know what? Lee Miller, maybe less. Yeah, less. don't know a huge fan of him. That's why I never watched that show. But Lucy was cool. I think he that show very might much still above be on. that show. Yeah. Well, CBS shows contractually have to run at least twelve years. They mm-hmm. if they get renewed after one season, it's an eleven year pickup. That's just how they roll. That's right. Adrian, let us know if Elementary is still on and how well it's going. Okay. The, the funny TV thing about that is, about you know, the line of Elementary, my dear Watson, or whatever um, that it's based on. Isn't even a, a line yeah. in in Sherlock Holmes like that's a isn't that, great? Isn't that a, a fake line or something? Isn't like a misquote or something? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, so Anola, Anola Holmes, man, yeah, I was I was into this. I really liked the tone of it. I really liked the breaking of the fourth wall. I don't know why we hadn't seen that more 
in, in Sherlock Holmes. Maybe we have, but not like talking directly to the camera. I know we've seen narration used a bunch and mm-hmm. stuff, but I really liked that. I didn't expect where it was going. What I thought this would be going in was her like trying to follow in her brother's footsteps a little bit more and being more into that. But it seemed like sure. it was her, you know, forming her own story and finding her mom mm-hmm. and her, mm-hmm. her brother's obviously a character in the, in the thing, Henry Cavill, but it wasn't solely based on that. And that was a nice surprise. I thought that was what yeah, it was like going to be. I thought, I thought it was, was just going to be Sherlock yeah. Holmes. And then, Oh, here's Millie Bobby Brown's is her little sister and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. or his, his little sister. And that's it. And that's the movie, <laughs> but it was the opposite. Sure. One, one critique. I didn't like how much older Sherlock was than Mycroft just physically. Very, very obvious. And I looked it up, and he is like five years older than the guy. I don't know why they had to do such a young Mycroft. It goes the other way. Mycroft should be much older looking, even with the makeup and stuff. It didn't quite work for me. Sure. One thing on this, though, this is COVID Netflix. This isn't uh, OG Netflix. So this was going to be a WB theatrical release, by the way. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh, they, smart. They, they, Good yeah. purchase here. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. a perfect yeah. purchase. It was supposed to be released uh, last week, though, in, uh, on that. And the second thing, uh, to my my comment earlier, they're already developing a sequel. So, cool with that. That's good. Yeah, this is, I mean, we got to the end of this, and, and Lindsay and I both were like, I I would watch 10 of those, man. That was awesome. Like, that was a, th- there are certainly better movies that we're going to see this year or have already seen this year, but that was, in terms of an entry point into a, you know, perspective, new cinematic universe or series or franchise or whatever you want to call it at this point, like, I thought that... They established that very well and and set the tone for for what is to, question. you know what what should be to come yeah. with these things. Question yeah. for you, um, Burn Gorman versus um, <laughs> oh shoot, my stupid brain this episode. Um, <laughs> who's the guy from Back to the Future and Willard? Oh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, there we go. Burn Gorman versus Crispin Glover. Who wins in a creepy fight? <laughs> Uh, Crispin Glover brings a rat in pretty quick to <laughs> okay. the conversation, so I'm going to go with him. But, 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 uh, <laughs> and you think that's because of Willard, but it's not that he it's had not. that, no, he had that no. before Willard. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. it's <laughs> so good, man. I, I, I wasn't expecting the big, big action in this movie too. There's some big. That doesn't surprise me, Richard, that you say that it was that it was that is some studio money behind it because there's some big. Mm-hmm. That train sequence is incredible. I it surprised me that Netflix would have done or agreed to do a set piece that big on an original movie like this, even with somebody like sure. Millie Bobby Brown attached. Like that's a fifty million dollar yeah. sequence, you know that mm-hmm. that first kind of after the first twenty minutes or so when she's running on the train away from the guy and she meets Tewksbury and all that. That was a yeah, it was pretty intense. Sure. Yeah, worked well. Good, good action set piece, and then there's one or two others that come up. But the, yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's not an actiony movie, but they get the most they get the most for their money in those sequences that do involve sort of a bigger a bigger stage or a bigger set or whatever. It's it's it was it was done quite well, I thought for sure. Yeah, there was a little I think bit. There's six of these books, so you're talking. Yeah. I mean, you've got the the material yeah. for it right there. That's great. I found it a little bit cliche, predictable in, in terms of the plot. I mean, not saying that's bad, because sometimes movies are good just to know where they're going and kind of enjoy the ride. 
along the way, and that was fine. There was a little bit over the top, not over the top, but um, a little bit of not so subtle symbolism too in the movie with like the knife stopping the cor- <laughs> being stopped by the corset mm-hmm. and like all that kind of, yeah. kind of stuff, you know, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you expect that with like a coming of age movie like this, you know, set in adolescence mm-hmm. and all that. There's going to be a lot of that stuff in there. And that's fine, but I thought they balanced the humor and, and action well enough. And like I said, it wasn't the Henry Cavill show. It was the Millie Bobby Brown show. And that was uh, yeah. all the better. He's always way better as a supporting. <laughs> I think he's got star you know. power, though, man. I, I can't decide on he him. Does. Like, like I, I still am keeping or vesting my uh, my Henry Cavill stock. You know, I'm, I'm keeping yeah, that because... Just wait for the Snyder Cup, bro. I hear you. <laughs> no, I think, like, a good director gets a hold of him. Like, he's going to be a star. He's only worked yeah. with like bad yeah. to very bad directors his whole career. I it was cool I'm totally with the Guy Ritchie you. movie, yeah. And the yeah, yeah Impossible. Mission Impossible was, was awesome too. And like, yeah, I think gets, he he is not. I think he's somebody who I don't think he's a great actor. I think he's he's. I mean, obviously the charisma is yeah. is there, and he's. A, I think he's a good actor. I think he needs to be very careful about what he cashes in his chips on for his like big, I mean, I know he was Superman. I mean, his second go round, what's it going to be? Cause right now you, you guys are right. Like he's doing really cool. The, the mission impossible movie and, and this, he was, he's very, he's solid in the Witcher. That show kind mm-hmm. of is very bad, but also very watchable at the same time. And he is a huge part of that. Whatever movie franchise is going to come his way over the next five years or so, I would I would be very cautious about making sure that I'm going to get that right with the, I'm going to get into a franchise that has a good director and has a good, uh, has good scripts and stuff like that, because I think he is very, very capable of, um, rising to the material and the director that he has to work with and very capable of sinking with the ship Mm. if it's bad. And there's not going to be too many chances for, for him. Uh, as far as, I mean, carry a franchise type things not just like he'll be in he's beautiful so he'll be in hollywood as long as he wants to get work but i mean there's only so many chances you get to play a huge role and carry Um, a a franchise like that no totally right by the way once again we can't reiterate this enough christopher McQuarrie, mission impossible director should have won an oscar for refusing to let him shave his mustache to (laughs) acquiesce to wb's yeah justice league sure. wishes or whatever <laughs> that should be like you investor gosh henry how long does it take him to grow a mustache dude i could shave it and be four days later on the on the flight the back it might grow back i mean come on that's that's on henry maybe maybe that is but i just love mccorby and like absolutely not that's that is funny yeah that's awesome figured out better hire a whole team of code that's because to... you know he hates snyder and was like just <laughs> yeah. middle finger to snyder anyway um here's a here's a crazy idea for you tell me if you might be on board for this, Henry Cavill, James Bond. Yes. Yeah. With qualifiers. Again, I just, you got to make sure you can't have Martin Campbell yeah. directing Henry Cavill, Cavill as he's James kind of Bond. Ben African. No pun intended. Yes. Cause I know they shared, but like if sure. it's good, Ben Affleck's good in it. If it's mm-hmm. not, he does not rise. That's the material. a good comp. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's kind of fitting they were Batman and Superman, but that is the the story of Ben Affleck's career is as an actor at least is if it's mm-hmm. solid material if it's Argo man he's gonna rock in Argo but mm-hmm. if it's Geely 
it, you know, there are actors <laughs> that are rock that, a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are actors yeah. that can, you know, take F's and turn them into C minuses. And Affleck is not that sure. dude. Sure. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's definitely the case for, for Cavill. Well, they, um, I heard via our friends at talk sport, um, that Tom Hardy might be in the front running for yeah, Bond. Odds, we had talked about that for it's a long in time. The, um, it's in the Vegas nose category. They have odds on this and in different or not necessarily Vegas, but casinos all over the world. And all of a sudden one day the odds shifted from like four to one to like six to five or something on, on him doing huh. it. And so everyone was like, Oh, someone knows like that's about to get announced. That's why that all of a sudden became went trending as the, is all the gambling odds shift one morning that it was like, you know, you had to bet a hundred dollars to win 10 bucks <laughs> if Hardy got it. So it, it you can uh, bet on that stuff, man. I need to be oh. betting on like entertainment. <laughs> Who's going to get me. these roles. Yeah. I can show you a and whole that's the last we heard. Of yeah. That. I can show you a whole dark world. Kent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Buckle up big boy. Um, so yeah, so that, that's why that went, trending everyone noticed that it was like oh that's about to get announced that's a bunch of you know employees mgm employees or whatever throwing a bunch of money at that um and, and changing the odds yeah. so we'll see i don't you know i'm just excited for yeah bond's never been in audible so we'll see what that could yeah. be or had a mask it's not in the canon yeah. at all yeah 2020 bond he'll he'll, he'll have a mask because they have all these clever <laughs> like, social distancing and yeah that'll be the excuse <laughs> they have all these clever like double entendre names from just like the old connery ones and everyone's like what what did he was that dirty i don't even know the the qualifier why does with- he smell awful and why does he have a weird haggard beard it's james bond <laughs> the qualifier with bond is that whoever it is has to be available, not available, but pretty much say I'll I'll be available whenever you need me for the next fifteen years. Yeah. You know, you got to get at mm-hmm. least three, four, five movies out of that person. So, yeah, it's got to be somebody that's pretty young. So I don't see them going like an alternate route. You know what? I would always like to see like a prequel Bond movie, young like a Bond. really young Bond. Yeah. You know, like James a, Bond Junior. Yeah, like Jane, like. Like uh, Taron Egerton. No, I mean, they already kind of did that with like Kingsman. But you know what I mean? Like somebody that of that. Oh, ilk. look, it's little Jimmy Bond. Yeah. Like really annoying. <laughs> yeah, cockney. man. That would be awesome. At boarding school. <laughs> they kind of already did that when they brought like young mm. M and like young Q and all these people into the fold with Skyfall, right? They kind of pre it. What about Baby Bond? It's just like Baby Geniuses, but he's Bond. Did I just make a billion dollars? I think man, I did. Cooper's baby Bond. <laughs> Baby Bond, how is that not a thing? Baby secret agent, <laughs> Brian. That has to be Boss a thing. Baby bro. Yeah, Boss, Boss baby, baby is a thing. I know that's yeah. big. That's what I meant when I said baby geniuses. I meant Boss baby because my brain still lives in two thousand and six or whatever because <laughs> of all the heavy amounts of sedatives. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed um, enjoyed a Noel Holmes. I'll I'll see fifteen of these. Good for Millie. Um, to be yeah. in this, I you know I enjoyed her in Godzilla too, and she's, oh, I forgot about she's that. one of yeah, the people. She's, she's one of the she's people that you root for, and hope she doesn't fade into obscurity after like one big role in Stranger Things because she does mm-hmm. have talent. So yeah, no, I think she's I think she's got the goods. I mean, I really do. I think she can be a 
I mean, movie star is hard to do because it's it's very hard to be a movie star. I think she can be a a mainstay in film for for as long as she how wants old, to do it. How old is she? Not, I'm not being creepy, really. Like, is she? <sighs> she is. She can be fifteen or twenty to maybe, me. I don't know. Something. Yeah, she's sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. 16. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's got a yeah. ton of time ahead of her. I knew she was like ten when Stranger Things came out. So yeah. 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 I'm I mean, awful. Of at all the Stranger ages. Things kids. That Finn Wolfhard has gotten so many roles, and I I think he's terrible. Yeah, and pretty much all of them except for Stranger Things. So, but the rest of those kids, I would hazard to guess that they are more the type that are going to be child stars, and and that's kind of the end of it. Yeah, he was really I think she's um, very good, really so. pretty good. Is Joe Joe Keery? Um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he for I sure. saw this movie called Spree this year, where mm-hmm. he plays this Uber driver. <laughs> who just like goes on a murder spree basically. And it's insane. You need to see it. But, but that guy's got something too. And so, so it's Maya different Hawk. from the yeah, Dane really Dehan Quibi. Yes. Dane different. <laughs> okay, okay. different. The, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably good here. We'll end on this. We'll end on this and we'll grade it out. Mm-hmm. What's going to do. What's doing more to bring young people to classic literature in old homes. Or Apple TV's Dickinson, starring Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> I heard that was decent, but I don't think anyone watched. Yeah, it. I did too. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be this. This is this is. I mean, you you said it, Richard. This is a. I don't know. I mean, for real quick, I don't ever get off on this, but but the ratings oh, for this is so stupid. The for this to be a PG thirteen movie is one of the dumbest things I've ever like. You're. It doesn't really matter, especially when it's on Netflix, but like your system is broken if you can grade this as PG thirteen. This is a PG movie. Yeah. And it's very kid friendly. I would have liked to have seen them maybe it's not kid friendly like Cooper's age, yeah. kid friendly, but but, but twelve like or thirteen year old 10, kind of thing. 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. totally. The I, torture scene was I would weird. have liked to have seen a little marketing towards that because I think this could be a really because it is such a fun movie. And she is so likable. I just I think this could really be a an entry point for, to to the genre, and then maybe by proxy to you know to the the actual literature and the books and stuff um, to to kids that age that maybe Man. it's I don't know that Sherlock Holmes has that much pull with. Got to think teachers are queuing this one up in about two years, pretty much constantly, right? Yeah, at least for scenes sure. from it for sure. Yeah, when you're teaching no, that, I, I would think so. That yeah, model, I, I think yeah. this could work like that for sure. Absolutely, let's grade this one out. This one is a lot of fun. Uh, I'll go with a solid A. Right, yeah, I'll do this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, a, I, so, I mean, solid A minus for me, and and give me give me five, six, ten more. I mean, this really, this is a really fun universe to work. Maybe. Three less breaking the fourth wall would have up my grade a little bit. Yeah. I, I I dug that. I thought it was really well done most of the time. But for me personally, when when you do the break the fourth wall, if you if it's not if it's not perfect, it it drives me crazy. And there's maybe two or three times where I was like, oh, ugh, ugh, I can't kind of can't handle it right now. But uh, but uh, I mean, otherwise, I, I I think that's pretty pretty uh pretty spot on for what they were going for with this one. What about you, Arby? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a minus as well. Um, yeah, same same reasoning. Actors love those things, but they they do grow tires. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is, Anola Holmes. Hopefully, we get a sequel down the line. Maybe we'll revisit this one 
and we'll see where this thing goes. All right. That's all we got for you this week. If you want more, though, we have more episodes coming at you on our VIP feed. We've got an AMA, Ask Me Anything session, where our VIP submitted random questions, movie questions, show questions, things like that. We're going to answer them on that exclusive episode, and that will premiere this week on our madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP page. So go ahead, sign up over there. And also, you get every throwback, every thing we've ever done on that channel automatically when you sign up and uh, get your app, get signed into that Discord, get everything hooked up, and uh, become a part of the MAMFAM officially. Brian, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and briangill.gumroad.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me all over that web at Richard Barden and at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on all the socials at Kent Garrison and find us at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. If you like what you hear, if we made you smile today, maybe made you laugh, leave us five stars. Leave us a nice review. Tell a friend about Mad About Movies and bring them into the man fam. But maybe, hopefully, we'll see you soon at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Again.